Right. We do so much more than just teach sign language. Like we're teaching inclusion and diversity and having the opportunity for families to have some of those some of those harder conversations. Like why do they look that way or how can she talk like that? Things like that. Biz Women Rock episode one twenty three. What's going on? This is Katie Kermitzos. I'm your host of Biz Women Rock. This is the place where you will hear really inspirational and really honest stories from business women who have great journeys to share so that your business can truly be touched by it. My guest today is Rachel Coleman, and her company is Little Hands Productions, and they create an entire series of educational and entertaining videos called Signing Time. Um, It's a beautiful story as to how Rachel and her sister actually came up with this idea, but the videos themselves are actually um, educational on how to sign and how to engage with people who are signing, a need that she and her sister wanted to be able to fulfill because they themselves were experiencing it has turned out to be a huge, huge business. This interview is amazing if you, A, want to hear a really beautiful story about taking something that has so touched you in your personal life and you actually create a business out of it in order to really stick with your why and really wanting to make a large impact. Um, But from a tactical point of view, it's a really good case study of a 13-year-old business in media who has gone through so many different evolutions. And Rachel really goes into detail with us about that. She's incredibly family-oriented, which is the heart of this business. And I can't wait for you to hear what she has created. So let's get rolling. Rachel, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for joining me today. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you, not only because we have had a very, very energetic sort of pre-roll conversation, (laughs) um, (laughs) but um, oh my gosh, what an amazing business that you you have and what an amazing story that you have. And I can't wait to share that with everyone. Um, You you have uh, Two Little Hands Productions, and I, I really would love to know the impetus that kind of what is behind the creation of this company. Okay, well, um, Two Little Hands has been around since 2001, and really, I first and foremost, I'm a mom, and uh, my business partner is my sister, Emily, and she's four years older than I am. We're from a family of nine kids, and just growing up, she and I always stuck together, um, really. Like, there was the little cliques and clans inside the family. For some reason, Emily and I just always stuck together. She always had different business ideas, and I just kind of was her go-to girl, uh, so growing up, that was that was the dynamic, and then um, when we grew up and we, you know, got married and started having kids, we moved next door to each other just for fun. Truly, I moved from Salt Lake City, Utah, to Los Angeles because there was an open apartment next door to her. <laughs> and I thought, well, how cool! We should totally be neighbors. And my husband had just finished college and got his degree, and we had a, a one-year-old at the time, Leah, and we just found out she was deaf, that Leah was born for family death. And Emily and her husband, Derek, lived in California, and they just had their son, Alex, and he could hear, and she was signing with him um, using American Sign Language, so he would grow up being able to communicate with his cousin, and truly, we up and moved. Like, there's an apartment. Let's go. No job. No, just 
just, that's how we were. And so that's really how it started was my sister and I living next door to each other and our kids growing up together and Leah being deaf and us using sign language with her and Alex, her cousin, you follow me, drawing mm-hmm. a family tree here, um, <laughs> Alex, her, her first cousin, being hearing and, you know, these two sisters, us who are best friends, going, well, our kids need to communicate. Right. That's how it started. Um, and our kids started signing, of course, and we were blown away by what they could communicate at a very, very young age. When most babies or toddlers or infants are whining or pointing or throwing tantrums, our kids were negotiating and compromising with sign language. Wow. It was crazy. That's amazing. It was, and they were spelling. They were spelling things before they were two. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Alex can't write out letters, and he can't even say the letters. But since he can spell it on his hand, he actually is, we could, we could prove that they were reading. Wow. It was so wild. So it was so wild. At what point did you guys get the idea, like, you know, you're past the point of awe on this? I mean, you, it, they weren't, like, teaching themselves, I'm sure. I mean, you guys were very yeah, activated. We were, yeah. So at what point yes, did you we think, were, like, okay, we need to kind of, like, there have got to be other people who have this issue, too? You know, in, in California at the time, so this was, like, 2000, the, the baby sign language phenomenon was taking off. We happened to be in the middle of it because my child was deaf. I don't know that I would have signed with her if she had just been born hearing. And so we really, really had to communicate in sign language with these kiddos. Um, And that's how we saw, wow, this isn't like, oh, just sign milk and more and we're done. They are negotiating and compromising and spelling and reading. This is um, like we, it took it to this amazing communication level. And we thought everybody should be doing this. Like this is, this is a parenting tool that every parent should access because our kids don't throw tantrums. We have a conversation about things. Um, most kids do cry because they're not understood. Right. Well, or they cry because they don't get what they want and they're not understood. And our kids would, you know, maybe cry if they didn't get their way, but they knew they were understood. So fast forward and uh, Leah's four years old and Alex is two years old and I'm out on the soccer field interpreting for her. She's, you know, playing community soccer and this little boy says, I don't want to be with Leah because she can't talk and she can't understand me. And I thought, well, I wonder if there's something I could do to help him feel more comfortable around my daughter. So I went to his preschool, this little boy, and I offered to do a sign language story time and just teaching, you know, brown bear, brown bear, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I waited to see what would happen. The next week, he comes running up to her on the soccer field and signs, friend, play, ball. And he wasn't afraid of her anymore. I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was excited because... I was like, he's not fluent in sign language. He's not fluent in American sign language, but he's totally empowered and he's not afraid. So I thought there's something here. I'm not sure what it is. And I think like as entrepreneurs and businesswomen, there's, you, that's, that's one of the things to look for when you have that like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm onto something. I'm not sure what it is, but it's starting. You know, you kind of, that was, it was palpable that something was happening and I needed to pay attention. Right. So fast forward a tiny bit more and I, was thinking I could go to preschools all over the San Fernando Valley and teach sign language classes. Although that wasn't really realistic, that's kind of what I was thinking. Fortunately, my sister calls me one day and says, hey, I have an idea. Do you want to make a video for kids? Now, we've grown up in a household where music and production, I mean, that's the water we swim in, so it wasn't 
too weird well, for my sibling to call and ask that. And right? t- take a little moment to, to tell a little bit about the history of your dad, because I think that that's not not a normal kind of upbringing that yeah, a lot of people well, have. <laughs> yeah, so my dad is a composer, and he, is a, he was a record producer at Capitol Records. That was his first job when he was 20 years old. Seriously, his first job. Um, his family was musical. They had, as hopefully goes above all of us, I don't know, uh, the King family television show. My grandmother was one of the King sisters in the big band era, and they had a weekly television show, The King Family, um, and they had Christmas specials through the 70s. And so we, we did music and production. Like, that was just how it was in our family. Right. So for, for Emily to call and say, want to make a video and teach kids music? Totally that totally is our relationship. But totally I said, normal. No. <laughs> I said, yes and no. When we found out Leah was deaf, I stopped doing music because I felt like it was a waste of time and she couldn't access it. And I'd been performing in a band and writing music and recording music. And when Emily said, do you want to do, you know, do you want to teach children about music? I thought, no, because that doesn't help my kiddo. You know, she's deaf. So I said, yes and no. I want to make a video, but it needs to be sign language. And she said, oh, my gosh, you're right. Let's do that. And that's how we really, that was the beginning of signing time. Wow. Two sisters on the phone. Yeah. And that moment on the soccer field, and I was like, yes. If we make, I really did think this, if we make this video and we make it fun and engaging families, you know, tell the truth, your kids watch TV. But if we teach them something, and it's active learning, instead of just sitting there watching, they're moving their bodies, and they're learning a second language, we could really, this thing could go, like it could spread. I thought we'd make a hundred copies of it and give it away to people who know and love Leah. Emily bought the domain www.signingtime.com and started negotiating with Amazon <laughs> so they would carry, <laughs> keep in mind, this little VHS. It was, a, it was a VHS at the time, 2000, 2001. Love it. Um, it took us a year to make the first show. I really didn't know that we'd make more. It was like, this could be great. How long was the um, show, like, how, how, like time-wise? How long was it? It's a 30-minute show. Okay. And um, Alex and Leah star in it, and I wrote the theme song, and I ended up in it to teach the signs. I didn't mean to be in the show, didn't want to be in the show, but um, as Leah's mom and someone who knew sign language, Emily's like, you're in the show, get in the show. <laughs> it took us a year to make it, and we only used our credit cards. We each had a Southwest Airlines credit card, and um, we would just, oh, my turn to run my card, your turn to run your card, and then we would use the points and the free um, tickets to fly to Utah where we were doing production. So it took us a year, and, you know, because we didn't have any financing, it was, like, a good idea. We didn't mean to start a business. So when you you sort of, you know, a year has gone by, you've been really, like, living and swimming in this 30-minute video that you believe so wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. is going to be so transformative for a lot of parents out there, what did you have in mind for a marketing plan and what did you actually oh. do to, to like make sure you were getting it out there? Nothing. Truly. We didn't mean to start. A, we didn't mean to start a company. I would so many times would be like, what are we doing? I just wanted to make a video. <laughs> I wanted to make a video and hand it out to people so they wouldn't be intimidated or scared of my kid. So they, you know, every time we'd see grandpa, he'd say, how do you sign grandpa? My dad, it's still grandpa. It hasn't changed. He's four years old, you know? <laughs> so that was really, for me, it was that frustration 
um, people saying, you know, oh, I'd love to learn, I, but I don't have the time. I'm like, it's just not true. You just don't have a fun way to do it. So like I said, I really thought I'd be given, giving them away to people who know and love Leah. Emily bought the domain uh, with her Southwest credit card. Emily started talking to Amazon was new, really. Right. You got to get this. In 2001, there were not really blogs. There was no Facebook. There was no social media. There were some Yahoo groups kinds of things, you know, where you right. could kind of find Forums, yeah. the people. Yeah, that was it. And so it was very different. Um, I don't even think Amazon had Marketplace. It was kind of this Amazon Direct or something. I, I don't know. It's been so long. But we got our little VHS up there on Amazon. And we had our little website. And we'd see each order. Like, oh, our friend in you know Colorado ordered. And, but we watched word of mouth. We watched it take off. Like, you know, we could see our little circle, and then it was like six degrees. Suddenly, well, I don't know anybody in Canada. And I, can we even take orders from Canada? <laughs> I don't know anybody in Montana. You know, and just co- kind of working it out as it went. Um, so you, we so at this partner. point, like you said, you were relying on like w- word of mom marketing, oh, which I've it was definitely word heard of. of mom. Gotcha. So you weren't, you weren't doing ads. You weren't doing anything oh, no. other Where than, okay, it's them? up in these different places, right? Where? Where would you do ads in 2001? Parenting yeah. magazines. I mean, there was no there was no forum for that. You just put something up, but people were talking. Wow. So you know, people would find it and go, "Oh my gosh, have you seen this?" And they would tell their little forum where, like, so if, uh, a family who has a child with Down syndrome would say, "Oh my gosh, I stumbled on this video. You got to get it." And then we'd get twenty orders. Okay. Now we did partner up with someone who had a production facility. In Utah, and that's why we were, you know, he was doing it as a favor. Everybody was like, oh, good cause, doing it for a favor. And he called the Today Show, and he said, you have got to tell this story. And, you know, most people at that time, honestly, their marketing plan was get on Oprah. I kid you not. People were starting businesses with a plan called get on Oprah. Or they would say to us, you should really get on Oprah. Yeah, you got our number. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> sure, what a great idea. Connect. <laughs> totally novel, right? And that was that was the business plan, really, for a lot of startups. If, oh, we'll just get on Oprah. Okay, you do that. So anyway, our partner, John, <clears throat> he just kept calling the Today Show. And he just was calling and calling and calling, and the guy couldn't be stopped. And finally, he got a producer who would listen, and he said, I've got the story, and you have to tell it. And he shares my story. So, you know, there's these sisters, and one of them has a child who's deaf, and the other sister has a child who's hearing, and they make this video and get this. Then Rachel, me, has another child. And this child, Lucy, has spina bifida and cerebral palsy. And her doctors say she'll never communicate. So she starts signing. Wow. And then she starts talking. And they were hooked. They said, when are you making more shows? We want to come tell this story. Now, note of advice. When the Today Show asks, when are you making more shows? Make more shows. <laughs> Whether or, yeah, exactly. You're so smart. How Just did you smile know? and nod. And yes, so, yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, we are. Totally. We're making two more shows in the fall. Come on out. And so the Today Show came out and told my family story. They called it Against the Odds because one in 1,000 babies are born for family death and one in 1,000 babies are born with spina bifida. And we got one of each, so it's one in a million. And they told our story. And our sales doubled, which is so funny. It was a, we were selling about oh fifteen hundred dollars a month, 
and we were on the Today Show, look out, and then we were selling $3,000 of product a month. But, (laughs) I know, don't quit your day job, right? And we were all doing this part-time and for fun, but it really got started getting that awareness out there. I mean, still today, in 2014, people will stop me and say, I saw you on the Today Show in 2002. Like, I can't even believe they remember. So that was a big deal, you know, and it didn't, we didn't go home with bags of money, but it brought some awareness. And then we got, you know, Ladies Home Journal and Women's Day Magazine, different things came along. And we just kept chugging and we put out our shows. And what was really neat is we'd make a show, we'd release the show, and when we released it, the sales would cover the cost of making the show, which was really cool. Very nice. Like, we're in the black. And that's just kind of how we went. We just made shows and we put them out. Um, and then we brought our dad in, Lex uh, Diazavedo, as CEO, and he started taking it further. So he talked to American Public Television and they said, yep, we want to put you on public television. And, you know, we've been on, we are, we're have music videos on Nick Jr. Um, we have segments on Netflix. It's been 13 years. There's 26 episodes of Signing Time four episodes of Baby Signing Time, which is geared for kids zero to three, teaches 100 signs. We're Signing Time episodes teach 1,000 signs in the 26th. And in the last year, through Kickstarter, we've launched a new show, a preschool show called Rachel and the Tree Schoolers that teaches a full preschool curriculum in 13 episodes. Wow. That's kind of what we do, (laughs) education and fun and music. So let me ask you this, because one of the major things that you can experience in 13 years is like natural evolutions of how you guys have to do your business, (laughs) because the way you were doing it 13 years ago with VHS tapes and, you know, let's try calling the Today Show is very different to how you do it now. So can you just talk maybe about one of the major, maybe even most recent transformations that you've needed to have as a business in order to stay relevant and in order to keep your content in front of people in the manners in which that they're looking for it? Well, it's really like like any business, you've got to stay ahead of the curve. Like you've got, you've got to. But in some ways with media and education, it's sort of fascinating because we were able to sell VHS much longer than mainstream media could because we have libraries and schools and institutional sales. That so keep all that around for a every, long time. Yeah, it was kind of weird. We were thinking, we're done with VHS, but we kept getting orders for thousands of VHS for these different institutional sales. So we've got like one foot in the future and one foot back holding on to those sales. Uh, we've never gone to Blu-ray. We've stuck with DVD. And then, of course, we've gone digital. And you have to. The, the biggest problem is, you know, a DVD, we make, we, can, we sell a 30-minute DVD for $20. Right. Digital, you're selling 30 minutes for, for cents, you know, like the, the, what we make on it is cents. So we've really had to alter our business model. Um, we have a very lean team. There's like eight people on staff, including myself, my sister, um, my father, and my, my youngest brother. And everybody wears a lot of hats. Like, you know, we're writing songs and directing and performing and I'm speaking and you know, doing, I'm doing the social media. If you see my face on Twitter, it's me. Right. If right. you see my face on Facebook, it's me. Um, and so it really is utilizing now 
to social media that didn't exist before to get the word out. We've utilized crowdfunding, like I said, through Kickstarter, bringing in over half a million dollars in crowdfunding wow. in the last 12 months. I oh, know! Come on. That's crazy. So empowering, empowering our fan base. Now, you know, like I said, the digital, we make such a tiny margin on, but we've been able to empower our fan base to fund the shows up front and then we take that money, we produce them, and then we deliver them. Hmm. So it's all, like I said, one foot forward, <laughs> one foot in ahead of the curve, and one foot dragging behind, bringing up the rear as we as as those transitions happen. Right. Um, it's a huge spread. It's a huge gap we have to cover. Rachel, what I'm really curious about is how you organize packaging for your products because you know you do this production, but I. I if I'm understanding correctly, literally what it is is people are purchasing this video or video series mm-hmm. and then they they get that, you know, to them. How do you guys actually yeah. kind of wrap your arms around how you're packaging your products? Um, and have you gone through maybe a type of patching, packaging that didn't work? You know, we actually very first, it's, when we came out, um, we really came out with a bang. Coming out with three VHS at the time. No, no other sign language line had more than one. It was like, hey, here's my kid signing, right? I shot this in my basement. Our production value was higher. And so in our first rounds, we actually went to a company in California that does packaging for the big studios and said, you know, if we have to have our best foot forward, you know, we're not just doing this as two moms. We really want this to continue. So of course, our first round was in-house, but when we got, you know, we're going to we're going to do something with this. We took it to a company and had them create packaging that could compete. So number one, we went to professionals. Like, use a professional at the right time. You know, you don't always have to have maybe, you know, your web development doesn't need to be completely created code. You might be able to use a cart that works for your product. But there are times where... I think it's important to use a professional. Now, we use that as the template. So we paid up front for it. And then we were able to alter the color and alter the picture and be able to replicate it throughout the years without that heavy cost. Reinvestment. Um, Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And now, actually, we're about to launch um, what we're calling the Eco Pack, where 13 DVDs fit in one small case, like that you can just stick it in your purse as opposed to having 13 DVD cases. Because the families who are really like diehard signing time families, they need a thousand signs because their child typically will have a communication disorder. They'll have Down syndrome. They'll have a speech delay. They'll have autism or a hearing loss. And they need that communication, and they need to be able to take it to grandmas and other places. So we're launching that this holiday season. Um, And then, of course, you know, the online platforms where people can download the content and have it on their mobile devices. We've got all that too. Is your major mode of sales as far as like your kind of your business model goes, is that the major driver all through your website? Yes. Okay. So yeah. are In you- fact, it's kind of funny because we had, we made a major marketing move about two years ago. We, you could find us on everything, bestbuy.com, um, barnesandnoble.com, and we realized, like, really, the Internet, it's one store. Mm-hmm. It's one big store. And if I'm selling my show for $21.99 on signingtime.com and Best Buy selling it for $14.99, and I'm giving them 40% off to sell it at $14.99, I just lost a lot of money. 
and right. that customer's information and the potential to market to them. So about two years ago, we cut, I mean, it was scary. We cut all of our online distribution outside of Amazon that we can control and ourselves. Wow. That's a very scary it, decision. <laughs> it was really scary. I mean, you know, what did you, a million dollars yeah. <laughs> out the, just cutting. Sorry, no more. No more for you. What did you guys do to prepare for that? Because obviously, I mean, it, it, you know, it's a special business that can take a hit like that and kind of dip in order for you oh. to like come back up. So did, were you like preparing? I mean, I would imagine that you'd be preparing with like kind of driving as much traffic as you could to your website first to kind of bulk that up. Well, and not just that, but honestly, our product, it's a word of mouth product. Like I can market all day long. I can do interviews all day long. If you don't get it, you're not going to buy it. You just, if you just don't get, well, why would I sign with my kid? They can hear. Why would I sign with my kid? They're going to talk eventually. You're not my customer. Now, who gets it? You see a toddler in a store signing to their parent, and you're like, what are they doing? Right. Oh, they're telling me they want, you know, the kids, the families sell it. So actually, one of the things we implemented, uh, we have a signing time academy. So we have mostly moms around the globe who love our products and are just evangelical about sharing, and they can become instructors and teach planning time classes in their communities. That's a great. Face I was just works. I was just going to ask you if there's face any sort face. of grass yeah. grassroots campaign to really like optimize it's, on that word of mouth and that's exactly it. From day 1, day 1 it's been grassroots. Honestly, when people see their kids communicating that early, they just become I don't even know the word. They're like fans for life. They feel when you find something that works for your children, you are so grateful. It's like thank you finally something. And so when I do a performance or I'm presenting or speaking, I'll walk in and these moms and dads, like, they start crying. They're mm-hmm. so grateful that their kid can communicate. Like, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Um, so word of mouth, grassroots. Throughout this journey, um, have there been moments that you've had that have just been really, really tough for you? I, I know that there are always a lot, but I mean, like, one, maybe one moment in particular that you just really were like, oh, my gosh, this I'm in this darkness. Like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to go through definitely. this. <laughs> well, there are two, actually. They're in the, in the 14 years, 13 years of, of this business. Um, the first is, you know, one, a piece of advice I give to everyone who ever asks me, we're starting to start a business. I say, don't partner with anyone unless you absolutely require that person's skills. If it's a web developer, you don't need to partner with them. Don't give away a piece of the pie for someone you should be hiring or firing, even if you don't have the money. Take a loan. You know, you do an IOU. Don't give away part of your business. When we first were looking for production, Emily and I had the idea, and we met you know, this guy in production, John, and we're like, oh, you do the production and we have the idea and we'll write it and let's partner 50-50. And we gave John 50% of our idea. Wow. And Emily and I had 25 each and we didn't think about it because it was just an idea. It was just a good idea and he was helping out. And when it came down to it at the end of the day, I'm like, that's my faith and it's my songs and it's my family and you're getting 50%. What? I didn't even think about it. And he was a businessman. He did. Right. He absolutely did. You know, it should have been 33 or, you know, something. Um, and we ended up in a lawsuit. Wow. And it was horrible. 
it was horrible. It was like a divorce, and then the shows were the kids, you know, the assets, the company, or the children. And it was my, it was our children. It was my, you know, it's like, you, 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 if you win, you think I'm going to make more of these for you? No. Like, and what happened is, Emily and I won the lawsuit, and we got the company, and we had to pay out, you know, what the evaluation said it was worth, and it was very difficult. It was, you know, we weren't big and successful. It was very difficult to be paying somebody um, very well who wasn't, who, you know, we were paying out. Right. And they weren't contributing anymore. So that was really horrible. And it was our own, it was our own naivety. It was not naivete. It was simply don't partner with somebody. You should be firing and hiring production. You fire, hire web design, accountants. But if you've got somebody who's just, you cannot do it without their expertise, without their brain or their contacts. That's someone you partner with. Mm. The second time that I really, like, I think I was sick to my stomach was I would get Google alerts, you know, about signing time because news, random news articles or things would come up or tweets or, you know, Alicia Keys mentioned us in Entertainment Weekly that she watches us and Baby Einstein, you know, things nice. like that. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding, really. And we start. I start seeing these um, alerts, and it talks about signing time, but it is not our packaging. Ooh. And, yeah, we, I mean, it's probably been eight-plus years. We're pirated by China, like by manufacturers in China. My face is on it. It says Two Little Hands Productions. It, I mean, everything. My kids are on it. It's this box set of signing time. Wow. We've never made a box set. They sold it for 99 bucks. We lost millions wow. of dollars over the past eight years. It still makes me want to cry a little bit. And you What know, did you do about time, it? Can you do anything about you it? You can't do anything. No. I mean, we, we, you know, it's through Alibaba, that website and other, you know, they'll sell, people buy them and go, this, you know, mom's in wherever. Hey, I just bought this huge stock. They just buy pallets of it. So the, we can stop them here. So if you're a mom and you just purchased a pallet of signing time straight from the factory, but it's not, it's pirated, and you start dishing it out on eBay and Amazon, I can stop you. Wow. I say it's pirated and they pull, eBay pulls it, Amazon pulls it, Craigslist will pull it. And again, it's been grassroots. It's been fans going, well, this isn't you, you know, and they'll report it. Like we have fans doing the reporting. Unfortunately, we can't stop it from the source. And then you have like these cute, naive moms who are going, well, I got it from the source. I'm like, I'm the source, honey. You didn't get it from me. <laughs> the buck stops here. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like everyone, you are, you are funding. I don't know what illegal operation. I don't know where your money's going to, but it's not going to Alex or Leah's college fund. Like wow. it's not supported and there's nothing you can do. The I mean, it's so, won't go after China. so many times consumers are ignorant on that. We just don't know. You like, I, I, I would know, you know, unless you, you know like, what? Great. I'm P90X, getting deal. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. P90X. I was like, I want P90X. I'll just buy it from P90X.com. Like really, if you really care, just buy it from the source. Buy you direct. just go to signingtime.com. Just <laughs> really buy from the source and then you guarantee you get it, you know, but it mm. was so, it was painful. It was just exhausting, and it, it took our efforts. It took our time to shut these down all the time. But, but truly, 
we estimate millions. And our marketing director's like, that's just the cost of doing business. Like, you get popular enough, you get pirated. Wow. I'm like, this is my kids. And I saw in there. Not okay. Nothing so, you can do. So what do you do, Rachel, when, and you know, not only in these downtimes, but when you're having even a, a rough day, like what kind of habits do you have that really kind of keep you centered and they keep you focused on, you know, the big vision and they just keep you positive? Like what kind of habits do you actually have that help that? Well, as a team, something that we have in place, um, our customer service, they love their job. They don't get complaints. Mostly, we end up crying. Like People send unsolicited testimonials of how our product has changed their families' lives. And so every week and almost every day, uh, we have one email that delivers to everybody. So if you put in this one email, it goes to everyone who works for us, all eight of us. <laughs> um, but customer service will just get just something that really moves them or really is just heartwarming or heartbreaking, and they'll send it out. And it's like we're always connected to the why. We're always connected to why we really do this. You know, when you've got kids who are in the hospital and they have a trach, you know, they can't communicate, but they're signing or they're telling the doctor where it hurts. Or, I mean, the stories we get, I can't even, like, condense it down and share it in a way that you'd absolutely get it. It is amazing. It's amazing. And so I'm clear that what I do makes a real difference and it makes a difference for families and it makes a difference in communication, whether your kid has a disability or not. You use our product, you will, you'll see your child learn a new language. And so we're very connected to why we do this. It's so much more than dollars and cents. It is so much more. And I think that's important. It's important to always be connected to that. And, you know, dollars and cents are great, obviously. You have to have functioning financial stability to be able to continue your business. But if your heart isn't connected to something, anything gets old. Right. Anything gets, gets you know, turns into a grind. Yeah. And so it's, it's that. You know, and plus my kids are right here. Leah's now 17 and she's a senior. She's just amazing getting ready to go to college. Lucy's a freshman and she's 14 and they're just great. And we created it from our lives for our lives. And so that never goes away. It just never goes away. It's it's always right here, always a reminder. But, you know, our little shows are out there on Netflix and they're out there on Nick Jr. and kids <laughs> are seeing them and they're learning. They're learning about diversity. They're learning a second language. They see children. Every show that we put out has children who are in wheelchairs or have, you know, Down syndrome or have trachs, different things, have braces on their legs. So you can have that conversation at home, too. Right. Like we do so much more than just teach sign language. Like we're teaching inclusion and diversity, and having the opportunity for families to have some of those, some of those harder conversations. Like, why do they look that way, or how can she talk like that? Things like that. Hmm. Well, I want to um, use this as the perfect transition to go into the last segment, which is our favorite five. Are you ready? Ooh, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I want to know what is your favorite book. My favorite book is The 4-Hour Work Week. Nice. Now, the question yeah, is, like, is, do you actually there. implement that into your life? <laughs> yes. Totally. Oh, have you read it? It's, I have. Have you read it? Yes. It's so good, especially batching things like emails, not always being available. You know, your life can be taken over by just answering emails and checking social media. So yeah. batching those things like your email and your real mail and things. I just, I love it. Nice. I love it. 
Great suggestion. Great, great book. Okay, how about one of your favorite business tools, like something that makes you and your life run a heck of a lot easier? <laughs> well, that would be my iPhone. Um, <laughs> I'm really more, I mean, it, it is. I, I cannot, I, I don't know how we functioned without them. Um, really, I mean, because my calendar's there and the reminders are set up and uh, I would forget that I needed to pick up my children if my <laughs> phone didn't have that kind of a reminder. So it would have to be my iPhone. Plus, I get to play games, and plus I can manage all the social media, and I can be checking emails while I'm getting my hair done and respond. I mean, it, it's it's like your mini office, you know, I'm office a little, in your pocket. I'm a little embarrassed to admit that I had it. My phone, had, uh, my screen had cracked, and I needed to get it fixed. And I, I so I didn't have my phone. It was like at the doctor hospital, you know, for like. <laughs> Four yeah. hours, and I felt so weird. I mean, I've had my phone oh. and like it's off before. Like, okay, I've been like on the cruise and the phone's off, so not that like big of a twice. Deal. Yeah, but like this was like I did. I literally did not have it on my person, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get in touch with these people. I don't know how to do. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, really, yeah. really bad. No, it's it's. I mean, it is amazing. You can I can FaceTime. I can communicate with yeah. people who are deaf without a relay service. Like. It's amazing. It is amazing what is available through through your iPhone. That's my that would be my favorite tool of the business. This would be the part where um, Apple has an ad right here. Thank you for using Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> true. I know <laughs> we're um, a Mac family. Okay, so question number three is: What is your favorite attraction in Salt Lake City? You live in Salt Lake City, which I believe is a beautiful <laughs> city. What is your favorite is. attraction there? Um, my favorite attraction would be Snowbird Ski Resort. We live 10 minutes from the resort, so the bus picks up the girls in the morning. My husband and I can have our stuff in the car the night before. We can be on the lift as they open. And um, it, it's, I mean, we have everything from mountains to deserts to, it's just an amazing place. So, but nice. my, I would have to say my favorite are, are Snowbird Ski Resort. Nice. Okay. Um, number four, what is your favorite way to spoil yourself? Oh, my goodness. It would have to be uh, face or feet. So either a facial, like just to go. I say it's paying for a nap. That's that's typical. So it could it's be what? any number of things. It, it's Well, when you, it's paying, I pay for a nap. So oh, if you get a massage, gotcha. <laughs> I get a massage, but I'm paying to check out and have nobody be able to call me for an hour. <laughs> like I'm paying for my peace and quiet and to take a nap. And that's okay. how I look at those. Yeah, that's how I look at those services. Like, I would totally pay someone to let me take a nap. Oh, <laughs> I'll go get a facial. Oh, I, there's this place they do a one-hour foot treatment where you lie on your back on a massage bed and they just squeeze your feet for an hour. Wow, that's Sign nice. Sign me up. So my, my paid naps, <laughs> that's nice. what I call them. All right. Yeah. And your, the final question is, what is one of your favorite family vacations? Maybe like location or type of vacation that you take. Oh my gosh, you know, we just did it in the summer, and and like I said, like you know, I, our we have a child who's deaf, we have a child in a wheelchair, and originally I thought we would be fairly limited, like what we could do, just because there's certain accommodations and you know, transportation. One day I realized that was totally made up and I should have thrown that out the window and we should do whatever we want because we're not the first people who have a deaf child or the first people who need to travel with a wheelchair. Right. So I got, like, I made up that our life is limited by our children's disabilities. So let's make up something awesome. Let's make up, let's show people what can be done. So when I'm concerned and think, how do we do that? 
Well, let's find out. So in the summer, just this past summer, we went to Europe, and we were in Ireland for a week. We were in Paris on Bastille Day, and there were fireworks off the Eiffel Tower and picnicking in the street. And we were in in London for about five days as well. So a a three-week Europe vacation with wheelchair, with deafness, and you know what? We rocked it. We, I mean, it was the trip of a lifetime. So I don't know if we'll be able to do it again, but man, we did it. That is so cool. (laughs) We really did. Yeah, it was great. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, Rachel, I really want to thank you so much for being here today, for taking the time to share your story. It was incredibly amazing. And uh, I just am very, very grateful of it. So thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for sharing it, really. Biggest takeaway of that conversation was do not um, bring on as an owner anyone who you can actually hire as a contractor to do a job that you need to get done. Very brilliant words. Thank you so much for that, Rachel. Hope you got something great out of this and something that you can really use to implement in your business and get it moving forward. Have a great one and I'll see you on the next episode.